Right on note. <laughs> Episode two. Welcome back. I'm Liz howdy, Higgins. Howdy. I am Silas Hexall. Hexall, Hexall, Hexall. Hexall, Hexall, call. Today, tomorrow, yesterday, we hope you enjoyed our first episode, Freak Show. If you didn't listen to it, you should listen to that, because that was the first episode, and this is the second episode. They're non-canonical. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bob's Burgers. Uh, that was non-comprehendable for me. <laughs> What I was saying is, you can our to episodes are non-ordered, no. yeah. but you might not get some of our jokes if you don't listen to Seriously. us in order. Because you want to be on those deep-fried jokes. Those deep-fried... There's a bra in <laughs> Liz's mouth. We are in a tiny closet, in hence Tiny you. Closet Productions, and so you might occasionally uh, experience things falling on us or... Um, the sounds the of hangers that are happening right now. So yeah, experience that with us. Yes, it's like a real three D experience. Sit in your closet and listen to us. Yeah, this is a safe closet, and you can come out of this closet, come back in the closet, do whatever you need to do in the closet. Yeah, we're not a we're not a box closet. No, no, we're in a closet for comfort, not because we have to be, because society told us to. <laughs> Society did tell us to, though. Yeah, they did. I think society's worried about us. <laughs> yeah. So, this whole beginning. All right. Like, I honestly think we might should... Just start over? Start over. Okay. <clears throat> Howdy. Y'all. Sup. Dog. <laughs> Yeet. Skirt. perfect that was unplanned actually and it was so good that's definitely that was good episode two episode two deep fried unknown no 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 i am one of your hosts silas hacksaw i'm your other hosts liz higgins host is oh i love those Hostess with the moses yeah no i was thinking like little debbie snacks oh <laughs> that's why i'm fat and you're not it's fine though, I'm sweet. <laughs> From all the sugar. That's what my grandma used to tell me, and she'd feed it to me. Oh. It just makes you sweeter. And she's 5'2 and 200 and a thousand pounds, so. Maybe you should not talk about how much your grandma weighs. <laughs> she, oh, she might listen. She might listen. She, uh, she loves me. She does. She'll support me. And she has her tablet, which is an iPad. We'll have to teach her how to listen. Oh, she's listened to podcasts. Okay. Because there, well, there was one that you did. No, you didn't do it. Uh, Southern Fried True Crime. Oh. Erica Kelly. Another classic. Love her. Yes. Um, very inspirational for this. She did a crime that occurred at the church my grandmother grew up in and involved the preacher she had growing up. Yikes. So, Grace Baptist Church in Raleigh. And Grandma got married there. Like, whole life there. So I heard it and took it downstairs, and Betty actually turned off QVC and listened to the full, like, hour of it. I'm surprised QVC didn't send, like, wellness check, <laughs> welfare For check real. to her. They're like, uh, it's 9 o'clock on a Tuesday, and uh, Betty is not watching. There's something wrong with that. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. So, but. Betty, if you are listening, we're sorry about the profanities a little. Oh, she lived with me and called me a jackass my entire life. 
Well, she's not wrong. She's not innocent. She's a smart lady. She is. She makes the best freaking pot holders. Yes. Just a side note. And if you have baby hands, they work great. They work great for regular hands. Right, but like, if you have small hands, <laughs> what pot if you holders have lobster are not hands? made. <laughs> they'd work perfect. <laughs> if you have small hands, they don't make pot holders at your convenience. All pot holders are like big. Betty makes them to where they literally cup into your fingers. Betty's the best. Yes. Betty's the best. Go Betty! Betty for president! 2024! Yes. <laughs> She's Joe Biden's age, right? Yeah, Joe's like... She ain't even 80. Joe's like old. Yeah. Yeah. Her birthday's in April. She was born in 42. So, she'll be 79? She yeah. got plenty of time to be president. Oh, yeah. She could, like... She's in prime president time right now. Yeah, and she wouldn't stress out either. She'd be like, oh, no, well... <laughs> Darn. But QVC's got a three-for-one payment value. Everybody would be getting QVC, like, presents instead that of stimulus. That would be your stimulus. <laughs> yes. Be like, stimulus check, here's a new Hoover vacuum. You get an air fryer. You get this weird thing that someone put on Shark Tank. <laughs> For real. Yeah. So. That was a long. That was a long tangent. Sorry about that, listeners. Yeah. But I'm not sorry, because you should all know Betty. But anyway. You should all know Betty. We're obviously very passionate about this subject. If you're just joining us on episode two. Yes. We did have an earlier episode. Which would be episode one. Which would be episode one. was Freak Show. Yeah. We looked into Franklin Teeny, a beautiful, precious angel of a man. Baby. And then we looked into Grady. Styles Jr. The Lobster Man. And he was not a beautiful man. No. And met his true fate and still somehow destroyed people after he was dead. But learn how by listening to episode one. Yeah. And letting us know what you think. Obviously, this podcast is, we're still feeling things out. Yes. So feel free to reach out, give us some episode ideas. We are going to bring you a new episode Every week. Every week. And it is going to cover different strange, unknown, weird things. Everything you can think of that makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. Whether it's like, you know, death, haunting, conspiracies, aliens, crypto creatures like Bigfoot and stuff. Moida. Moida. He got moided. Yeah, literally anything that can make anybody uncomfortable is what we want to talk about. Yeah. This is our time and space to be as weird as we want because our spouses prefer it that way. Liz and I like to weird out. And uh, actually, my wife doesn't care about literally anything, so I kind of take that back. She just gets tired of hearing me talk about it. So now we're going to talk about it with all of you. Yeah. In our safe little tiny closet. Yes, and we are passionate about the South, so you will hear us talk about the South a lot, because it is a double-edged sword. It is wonderfully terrible, and that's kind of what our subjects will be. Yes. So. I like that. Yeah. That was beautiful. Thanks. Shit. Um, did you say shit? <laughs> I did. That was beautiful. Got tears in my eyes. Yeah, don't, don't do that. Don't. Would it make you uncomfortable if I cried? No, but like... Have I've... you ever seen me cry? Yes. Really? Yes. Why are you looking at me like that? Because I don't want to bring up when I saw you cry. That just got intimate. I don't want to bring up when I saw you cry. When did you see me cry? I'm not going to bring that up. 
Now I'm concerned. That. <gasps> was that a nice way to describe it? Yeah, that was beautiful. Okay. Again, tears. <laughs> so. Okay. Because so, even though they want to kill me, I show up when shit goes down. You have not seen me cry minus traumatic like experience. I'm not really a crier. I feel like I've seen you cry over something like really cute. I get more of like a. No, I've seen you cry and get like emotional over like inspirational things. That's when I cry. Well, we're going to try not to be that podcast that has like 20 minutes of bullshit in the front of it. Yeah. And then you skip through. We want you to have a personal relationship with us. Yeah, I want. So we want you to listen to us. And so we'll try to only be like that for a few minutes. And then at the end, we're going to have bloopers. So yeah. if you want to laugh at us and how ridiculous we are, that's an option at the end. Might not be at the end of the episodes. That might be a... It could be... That might be an eventual Patreon thing. True. Once That's we a great idea. Get to that point. You can like, we just know listen you're... to us ramble. Yeah, we know you're here to listen to what we are talking about, and we want you to stick with it. Yeah. So, but we did Eat. Freak Show. That was number one. Yep. We are now on number two. After this, we will record a third, and we're going to shoot them all out together. So yeah. you guys can kind of binge on us and get a feel for us, and then we'll start doing our weekly releases. But this week, we're going for weird stuff. So you all know it is the season of COVID. Hmm. Actually, like the fourth season of COVID, because we're at least a year into it. And so everyone's talking about viruses and bacteria and diseases and vaccines. And so we thought we'd be like, we should talk about that. So we have both researched... And picked a strange virus, disease, bacterial, fungi, formation, weird cellular structure, something that infects your body. <laughs> and I think Liz has caught it. Whatever it is. I'm okay right now. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about stuff that infects you and gets inside of you or a creature. I'm not 100% sure. That's kind of part of our game. We both research our thing and hope it's not the same thing and then uh, <laughs> share it with each other. And if it is... Cool. More information. Yeah. More time to talk. Yeah, we love that. Yeah. Later on, because we're going to have an Instagram page, I have to post a picture of Silas and this shirt he's wearing that is the Flatwoods monster. Yeet. I got uh, Bigfoot on my hat, too. Yeah, we love a cryptid moment. So, let's er, dive in. Yeah, so I went first last time, which means Liz is going to go first this time. It's my turn. It's my life. We don't own that. We're now or never. We don't own that either. <laughs> I don't have to live forever. Don't own it. <laughs> this is not ours. <laughs> in case you thought we happened to be fucking John Bon Jovi. I am Bon Jovi. Silas Hacksaw Bon Jovi. Silas Bon Hacksaw. Ooh, Silas Bon Hacksaw. Anna Bon Hacksaw. I like Liz Jovi. Liz Jovi. That sounds fun. Oh, God. Sounds dirty. <laughs> like, like I should have one of these diseases that we're going to talk about. About, about. Okay. Uh. <laughs> I'm going to jump... Right on in. Weird diseases. I am talking about 
bovine spongy form encephalopathy. 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 God, I couldn't remember when you corrected me on earlier. I was trying to be good. You were right the first time. You should have gone with your gut. Bovine spongy form encephalopathy. Also known as? Mad cow disease. Yeah, I think that things that you can get just by eating food is freaking scary. Yeah, it's real sketch. Like, that's so sketch. And, like, honestly, I remember growing up and hearing about mad cow disease, but I still don't know what it is, so I'm curious about this. Yeah, it's weirdly interesting, and it actually doesn't involve the U.S. a whole lot, which I think is interesting. Because, yeah. like, you know, everything revolves around the U.S. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Duh. Greatest country ever. Mad cow disease is a neurodegenerative disease of cattle. Because you couldn't figure that out. Cows? So it was first discovered in 1986 in the United Kingdom. It takes all the way until 2003 for the first case to appear in the United States. Yeah. Very interesting. That surprises me that it's like the United Kingdom. I like feel like it would come out of somewhere that... I don't know, like... This is a side note, but it is relevant. Do you know why we pasteurize milk? Tell me, Liz. <laughs> so, in European countries, they usually had cows and cattle on their farm near, like, rivers and stuff like that. And then in the early 1900s, late 1800s, Literally, like, there was all this pollution in the water, and it was getting into the milk production, and it was, like, killing people. And so, your homeboy, Pasteur, there, discovered that if you pasteurized it, or, like, foiled the milk to a certain degree, it would kill any of those contaminants and those bacteria. And Liz said your boy, Pasteur, there, because he is heavily relevant. Revelant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Heavily relevant within what I'm going to be talking about. Yeah. Full circle. So we pasteurize milk because of humans screwing up. And now it's like against the law to like produce unpasteurized milk. And there was this documentary I was watching on Netflix that I was telling you about earlier. Where like literally there's a black market for unpasteurized milk. Because these days where farms and stuff like that are so regulated, it actually can be good for you to drink unpasteurized milk because it has different, like, antibodies and stuff like that. It's just, like, drinking, like, breast milk whenever you're a baby. Yeah, selling fucking breast milk. Yeah. That's black market, too. It has fantastic antibodies, and there are a lot of people with, like, skin conditions and And some people are, like, into that. Yeah, and it's kind of a homeopathic kind of thing. UK. The UK. Mad cow disease. After it was first discovered in 1986, an epidemiologist became determined to track down the source and figure out how to prevent the spread of the disease. Because it was ravaging, or like, meat supply. They began to suspect that, my new favorite term, cattle cannibalism was to blame for the rapid spread. I don't know why. That just sounds fun. I, 
fine. We should do a cannibal episode. Yes. Yeah. We are going to have so many episodes because thankfully we have not boxed ourselves. Yeah. We are just deep fried unknown. Weird stuff you don't know about, we're informing you about. Yeah. Yeet. Eventually, after you listen to this, you will be deep fried known. <laughs> Cattle cannibalism. Okay, hold on. <laughs> the known. Cattle cannibalism is the act of using proteins derived from other cattle and sheep to feed the cows. So they were like grinding up old cow parts and feeding it to the healthy cows. And then all the healthy cows were getting fucking mad cow disease and then spreading it to everybody else. And it was this like... Is that not like a common sense thing? Like, oh, that cow was real sick and died... I'm going to feed it to my healthy cows? I don't know. Like. I don't know if they realized why the cow died. I don't know. The whole thing was really strange. And to be honest, I couldn't find a whole hell ton. No? (laughs) Couldn't find a whole hell ton of information, boy. I tell you what. That's 2,000 pounds of fire and damnation. I couldn't find. If anyone needed to know what a hell ton was, it's 2,000 pounds of hellfire and damnation. You can find it at any tent revival near you. (laughs) I can't breathe. I just pictured like four or 500 pound preachers yelling. That's 2,000 pounds of hellfire and damnation. Of hellfire and damnation. That's going on a t-shirt. <laughs> yes. Merch, coming near you. You, you, you. Yeah, hell ton. A hell ton. So I couldn't find a whole hell ton of information Love about it. this. So I don't, I don't know. I think that's interesting. Censorship? I don't know. That's what Maybe I'm, I'm an idiot. Uh, no, that's what I'm thinking. Because like I said, I remember hearing about it. As a youngin', but, like, didn't really hear about it anymore. And it's, yeah. like, they essentially did this to themselves. Pretty much. So, it gets better. At the time, they didn't have any human cases, so they were thinking that it was unlikely to jump to humans. <laughs> Does that sound familiar? <laughs> Rona! Yeah. Not that we're making fun of coronavirus. It is very serious. Yeah, my mom had it. She was real sick. But, straight up, they didn't think that about corona. Yeah, so, you know, here we are. The UK government then instituted a mass slaughter program to try to kill off all the infected cows. The problem with this policy is that, A... It was pretty easy to tell what cows were sick because they were basically, like, falling apart. The spongiform word in bovine spongiform encephalopathy. Your brain turns into a sponge. Yeah. It, like, there's, like, holes in your brain. Now, where did this... So this wasn't a virus or 
like the cows, it just kind of happened? It just kind of happened. There was some studies done that said that it was like a genetic mutation. I also have another fun cow fact. I think it's E. coli. Frank fun fact? A cow fun fact. Um, I think it's E. coli. That's what we get commonly from food. It's like food poisoning. It's like a so, bacteria that gets in and makes you... I could be 100% wrong, but I'm pretty sure... That's why all the lettuce companies and stuff like always recall everything. Yes. Because of E. coli, which I think is yes. causes like bacterial so, intestinal most shit. of the time... This is what I think. This could be wrong, but I heard this once, and it stuck in my brain. Whenever we feed cows corn, the excess, like, ethanol and stuff like that in their system that, you know, cows have multiple stomachs, it can't really break down the corn. Cows are not meant to eat corn. They're meant to eat grass. So it actually produces the bacteria. The bacteria comes out... In their... Feces. Yes. In manure. We use the manure... Is that how mushrooms on lettuce. I don't think so. I think mushrooms but, are just kind of a natural... Yeah, but they're a fungus and they're found mainly in cow patties. Yes, but I don't think it necessarily has to do with, like, the corn. I think the corn breaks down funny in their stomachs, produces a bacteria. That goes in the manure. The manure goes on lettuce and other vegetables and stuff like that and then we get a coli because we're trying to be cheap because corn is cheap and it's cheaper to feed corn to the cows than to have enough grass for them to graze on and survive isn't that insane that is crazy yeah yeah so but that could be wrong it could be wrong but i'm pretty sure i'm right okay you might want to double check that I'm like at some 85%. point. I'm like 85%. Okay, perfect. That's all I need. Y'all can tell us if we're wrong. Yeah. Please. So We love being told we're wrong. Because generally... In a nice way. Be we freaking right. nice. Because we're humble. We're humble. Yes, humble. So... A hell ton of humble. We are a hell ton... Of humble. Of humble-acity. We have a hell ton of humility. That's it. <laughs> We're not elastic. <laughs> our hum our humility stretches. Humblasticity. We're miles. We're so humble. Humblasticity. <laughs> that is our word. We own that. We do own yeah, that. Yeah, we do own that word. Because we made it up. Yeah. Just now. And you got to witness it, so you're blessed. This mass execution policy was essentially going to backfire on the government because the government did what governments do. Stupid shit. And the people that had these cows were obviously probably poor farmers and needed the money. They only offered them 50% what the cow was worth to kill the cow. So then what did that produce? Cow black market where they were selling infected cows into the food supply because they needed to make money. And the black market was paying them full price for those cows. Right? They created the own problem. They created the own problem. <laughs> Their own problem. No, I like the own problem. 
But, like, really? The people are going to do what they have to do to survive. Exactly. It's in us from, like, the beginning of time. Yeah. Neanderthal style. How do you think we're still around? So, yeah, that was dumb. Yep. So, the first time... This is going to make you sad. The first time that it was even hinted that other species could be affected was when a Siamese cat became infected with the feline version. Kitty. And they saw that it would jump to a different animal. They also did a test on rats. And if they injected the rats with mad cow, they would catch it. But they didn't know if it would just naturally pass rat to rat. Cats are supreme overlords. They are. And actually, rats are some of the most intelligent emotional and sweet creatures so have you ever read flowers for algernon no i just love rats and hate rat testing Testing okay well animal testing on anything is awful i have a giant rat tattooed on my entire do you not upper right arm you have to read flowers for algernon though it's beautiful it's a beautiful, beautiful story. For real, though. Okay. Add that to your book list. Okay. Anyways. Black Market. Siamese Cat. Just wanted to catch you up where we are. So, still, the agricultural department in the UK insisted that it couldn't be passed to humans. Like, no way could this happen. It is a disease only in the same realm of animals to the point that the agricultural minister had to figure out what they called it in the UK. The agricultural minister at the time, John Gummer, G-U-M-M-E-R, fed his daughter a beef burger just to prove how safe cow was. Yeah. So he, well, at least he fed it to his own kid and not some, like, poor person on well, the Well, maybe street. he should have eaten it. Oh, yeah. Instead but, you of know, subjecting his child to Generally, that. I feel like when they do stuff like that, they do, they would use a peasant. A peasant in Come 1986. Dish- oh. <laughs> I pictured all of this being like. No, this was recent. Yeah, yeah, I got that now. <laughs> yeah, no, the peasants are just listening to Madonna. Just for fun. While they're working in the fields. <laughs> That's what I was picturing this entire time. That's even sadder that this happened, like, since technology. Yes. Did you say that originally in 1986? That was in the first sentence. Oh, my bad. Yeah. No wonder I heard about it as a kid. It, well, it <laughs> was just discovered in the U.S. in 2003. I was nine. Probably heard it on the news. Thanks for paying attention to me. I feel really listened to. So. Elasticity. They like swore up and down. This shit cannot pass to humans. Until 1995. When a 19 year old died. After a battle with a rare and sporadic brain disease. That was called. Your motherfucking brain just turned to sponge. No. (laughs) It was called this really hard name, so I'm going to try it. Everybody, just stick with me. 
Kreutzfeld Jacob disease. And it's a hyphen. And it's C R E U T Z F E L D T dash J A K O B disease. Sounds right to me. Its shortened little acronym is a lowercase v, I'm assuming for virus. But it's a disease. CJD. Yeah, I don't know what the V stands for, but anyways. I wonder if that's whatever, like, genus it falls under or something. Whatever it is. It's kind of, I guess it's like COVID-19, like, yeah. I don't know. So, this 19-year-old died after a battle with that disorder, and that was followed by two more deaths that were almost identical. During the autopsies, and it was mostly young people that this affected. So during the autopsy, it was discovered that their brains were all smush, mush, and... Sponge and mush, smush. They were... <laughs> I was trying to read spongiform while I said mush. And that they all had the spongiform symptoms in their brain. So, yeah. They look like sponges. Upon further inspection, it was discovered that possibly infected materials, so cow, had been introduced into the human food chain for the past six years due to regulations not being enforced. Wait, so did it, like, lie dormant? No, it was just... Because they still don't know how it passes to humans. It's kind of like COVID, like... I've been in contact with somebody, but I didn't get it. You know, it's like they just didn't know enough about it at the time that because technically the Kreutzfeld Jacob disease is the human form of mad cow disease. So it's like not the same. But it's directly but it's the same. related. Right. So past six years due to regulations not being enforced and you also have to think how many of these kids or people in general had spongiform formations in their brain but maybe they were too poor to get checked out maybe they blamed it on a different neurological disease like just because only these three people are who I found doesn't mean it couldn't well, have been hundreds like... more it's like, did the meat make its way to America, or did a human bring it with them to America? This isn't, this isn't, this is all still in the UK. But it's coming to America. It is, but it's kind of not clear how it got to so us. this is a legit mystery, like, disease yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, we still don't know what the fuck. It's oh. not really clear how it made it to America. As soon as... It was discovered that the regulations weren't being enforced. They straight up, the European Union, the European Union, <laughs> what the fuck? European Union. As soon as this was discovered, the European Union banned all exports of British beef. Like, you cannot get British beef anymore. I don't really want it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want none of that. So, apparently, it is important to note that technically, humans cannot get, quote-unquote, mad cow disease, but they can get a variant of the disease if they eat food contaminated with the diseased tissue of sick cattle. 
and that is the variant Creutzfeldt Jacob disease. It's rare, it's fatal, it's degenerative, all the fun words. And what it does is it destroys the brain and spinal cord over time. So, some of the symptoms of bovine spongiform encephalopathy and Creutzfeldt-Jacob disease is psychiatric problems, psychotic episodes, nerve issues such as stinging, burning, or electric shock sensations in the extremities and in the face, muscle jerks, (laughs) so maybe it's you. Maybe I have it. Poor coordination, problems with vision, dementia. Oh, no, my wife has it. (laughs) Difficulty moving certain parts of your body, inability to walk, and a coma. I think we all have it. Yeah. It's kind of scary. Oh, God. Like, I mean, this disease or whatever it is literally, like, burrows into your brain and takes chunks out. So chunks are missing. Sponge. Yeah, it's real sketch. I'm really uncomfortable. Yeah. Right now, there is no known cure for VCGD. Do you know how long it takes me to record an episode for my own podcast? Like, mine I do by myself? So long. Because I'm like... And I have to, like, pause and go back. And I'm like, oh, welcome back to... Just... There is no known cure for VCJD. Instead, treatment focuses on supporting the person and easing other symptoms they may feel as the disease progresses. For example, doctors may provide walking devices, drugs to ease the pain, or other supportive care for that person until they perish. Ooh, perish. I love that word. I like that. That's a good word. That's it. It's better than passed away. I hate when people say that. When... They have passed away. What do you mean? Like, they did? This is one of my favorite stories. Um, Right after my stepdad died, I had to call to get, like, I don't know, some loyalty program transferred over. So you have, like, a shit ton of points, right? I, I know it sounds trivial, but it was, like, something crazy. Anyways, so I had to call... And I was like, oh, hey, you know, so-and-so died. I need to change his name on this so that my mom can, you know, get the points. Because it was like their card together. It was just under his name. And the man on the other end of the phone said, oh, I am so sorry to hear about his demise. And I what? was just like, what? It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm just really sorry. Just for clarification to show how Southern we were, it was a Kmart, like, point system. And it was, like, literally, like, three to $400 worth of points. Blue Light Special. Yeah, man. Kmart. R.I.P. Kmart. Sorry for its demise. <laughs> it has perished. It has perished. It passed away. It See, it's no longer with us. It is no longer with us. The building is still standing and empty, though. Everywhere. <laughs> Oof. So that was a doozy. Yeah. But I like to bring it down. So hopefully you got an up. Everybody get comfy. I'm comfortable. It's story time with Papa Shy. 
That could be a corner. Papa Squat. That's me. I'm Papa Squat. Thanks, Liz. That was great. You're welcome. I like that. It's been 35 years and we... It's been... What's the song? What's the song? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know either. It's been... Dun, dun, since you looked at me. <laughs> Story. You know what I'm talking about? Oh! Oh! Dun, 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 dun. Oh my god, it's some weird band Anna likes. Um, it's a good movie song. Yeah. Mm, we'll have to look that up. We'll attach that along with I'm about to dive in. Which just doesn't exist. It does. All you like youngins will know it. Alright. That's not comfortable for me. With technology? Oh yeah, we should, should be know. able to hone in. Or for everything else, they already know, and they just won't tell us, because it's gone away. It's kind of just gone away. Dun, dun, dun. So they're like, oh, people have forgotten about it. Like me. But you haven't. No, I haven't, thanks. So it's my turn? It is your turn. So, I chose a virus that is extremely common. At least the name is. I didn't know a whole lot about it. And then I started researching it, and I was like, hot damn. Um, in America, and majority of the world, rabies is a common household term. Whether you have a pet who gets vaccinated, or you're making a reference to somebody being a lunatic. My sweet grandma Betty hmm. used to always be like, you're acting like a damn rabid animal. I have breaking news. In the true crime world. So it's like sort of relevant. Okay. But it's like extra relevant for me. Okay. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, go ahead. Dun dun. People magazine just posted an exclusive at 131 today that Casey Anthony is opening her own PI firm and claims she wants to help other wrongfully accused women. Someone calls Brody Arias. <laughs> Get it out. Oh, yeah. Hold on. What if they go into... Um, but Jody ain't getting out. She ain't getting out. I know. She's singing Christmas carols with everybody. I am so upset right now. Casey fucking Anthony. If y'all don't know about that, you need to get on that. Maybe I'll do an episode on... Strange Date, a true crime podcast. Yeah, we haven't talked about that much. We'll have to talk about that. My grandma, Betty, you'll hear us talking about Betty, used to always say that I was acting like a damn rabid animal because I, what she also called me, am a heathen child. A whole hell ton of heathen. A whole hell ton of heathen. It's a little bit reforms now, slightly. Hmm. Some. Depends on the day. Ignorant as much. You don't have to be ignorant to be a heathen. Oh, that's true. I used to be real ignorant, though. But that's a whole other thing. Um, I honestly have never paid much attention to rabies until I started researching it. Uh, and it's kind of surprising because I literally went to school for emergency medical science. And no one ever really talked about it. Like, in none of my classes. Like, the processes. It just, I don't know. It's just always kind of floated around in the background. 
Um, but it's because of vaccination that it's like not very common in America, at least anymore. When somebody is bitten, they get an injection immediately, and we can't even be sure whether they were ever affected or not. Um, some other countries still struggle with the virus, which is really scary. Uh, because rabies, if untreated, it essentially causes like zombie-like symptoms and has very often been the inspiration and idea of like the zombie image. Ew. Yeah. Like, and rabies might not infect you and show up immediately. It can lie dormant in your body for years. Years. You're walking around normal and then you just start fucking losing your mind. From rabies? Yeah. Oh, weird. I didn't know that. Right. Um, and I, for one, never want to be a zombie. Like, if there's some shit Ooh, yeah, going no. down, go ahead and shoot me. Because I'm not trying to, like, do Walking Dead survival shit and, like, live through it Mm-mm. and create a new world. Like, nah, just go ahead and take me out. A whole new world. No, a whole no more world. Nothing. Um, rabies is thousands of years old. Thousands? Thousands. So, the origin of the word itself has been linked to the Sanskrit word rabas, rabas, R-A-B-H-A-S, meaning to do violence. Ooh. Or the Latin word rabere, meaning rage. We like to do violence and rage. The Greeks called rabies lissa, meaning violence, and lissa today is the genus rabies is classified under. So, rabies literally has just meant, like, violent, raging like to do violence which is crazy yeah and it's so old that is kind of weird so um in india around 3000 bc the god of death was attended by a dog as the emissary of death because rabies came from dogs what so rabies still kills thousands of people in india yearly i'm talking like 20 plus thousand people yeah and, like, none in America. There's rabies. Yeah, seriously. Um, dogs might not necessarily be, like, the OG OG, but that's, like, when you go back thousands of years, that's, like, the main animal that it had, which makes sense because they make everyone vaccinate their dogs here. Yeah. It's, like, a requirement. Um, in 2300 BC, the first written record of rabies occurred in Babylon, where people had to pay a fine if their dog transmitted rabies to another person. Oh, So it was, shit. like, so bad that if your dog bit someone and they got it, you had to pay a bunch of money. Fun fact. You know what's my favorite animal and can't get rabies? A possum! A possum! for you. <laughs> You've probably picked up on the mentioning of dogs a lot. This is because dogs are one of the main carriers of rabies alongside skunks, foxes, raccoons, and rats. The most common being a bat. Mm. What's freaky about bats is that their teeth are so tiny and they're so quiet, one could bite you on the shoulder and infect you and you'd have no idea. That makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, and like they can sneak into your house and get your animals. You got a chimney, you're not going to know a bat flew in there and bit your animal. They can hide little crevices in your house and just fly out while you're asleep and you don't even know they're, like, biting you. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I... All I can think about is a story that my grandma used to tell. You've been to the mountain house that my family has. It's old. It was built by, like, a great-great-grandfather or something like that. 
there's a story that my grandma always told where her and my grandpa went and she went to go turn on the lamp right next to the chair. And whenever she did, there was like a shadow in the lampshade or something. Like a moth or something? Yeah. And it was like a big shadow. And apparently there was a bat in it. There was just a bat chilling. There was a bat in the lampshade. Yeah. And I've taken my dogs there. That freaks me out. You just heard Liz's favorite animal in the entire world is a possum. Minus my dogs, obviously. But they have rabies. They can't have rabies. Possums pretty much cannot. And the reason they think that is because their body temperatures are so low. They have extremely low body temperatures. So a lot of viruses and stuff can't survive within their body. I just want to snuggle them. Because they also can't carry lime, right? Like, in their system. Yeah, they can't. They can't catch lime. pretty much can't catch anything. But they eat ticks, which is awesome. Yeah, no bacteria or anything, like, has a chance in there. Because they run very cold. Um, And this virus not only affects your central nervous system, but also your brain stem, hypothalamus, and pituitary gland. It travels through muscles and nerves, so your body doesn't even pick up that it's there to emit an immune response. Ooh. That's the thing. Two, where you get bit plays a huge role in how long you have to get treated. If you get bit on the ankle, it takes longer to to get to your brain. Oh. Than if you get bit, like, on your shoulder by a bat. I don't like that at all. Yeah. This is making me really uncomfortable. Well, and because it sneaks up between the blood-brain barrier and just starts, like, eating at your brain. And then it makes its way to your organs, and from there to your hair and saliva, that's where the exposure happens. When people get cuckoo or animals get cuckoo, they start biting other people, and it comes out of your saliva. Is there anything in your research that tells you why people bite specifically? Well, the symptoms are agitation, anxiety, confusion, salivating, hallucinations, insomnia, paralysis, and my favorite is fear of water. Oh, hydrophobia. Is rabies. They're like essentially one with Mm -hmm. each other. But because you're agitated and anxious and confused, that's like your number one instinct is to bite. That's like... So it just takes you back to your like animal instinct yeah and the paralysis and salivating and like the dehydration from not drinking water gives you that look and that zombie leg drag and that foamy mouth and like that whole crazy eyes image of a zombie like think about it you got this thing dragging its legs salivating like it looks like shit boom rabies maybe i have rabies is that why you look like that I think that's why I'm so paranoid Mm. and agitated. But my favorite part. Health on a humble. (laughs) My favorite part is uh, some of the ways rabies has been treated. Ooh, love that. So it's obviously very old. So there wasn't technology. So people just got an idea and were like, I think this will work. (laughs) Clearly it didn't. Because here we are thousands of years later. Thankfully, we have a vaccine. Otherwise, we might all be just like... You know? Walking dead. Yeah. Um, 
shit is wild. In the first century AD, Roman scholar Celsius. Oh. I don't think that's right. <laughs> what? I think that might have been my iPad correcting my spelling because I feel like I would have picked up on the fact that Celsius was that motherfucker's name. Yeah. Can you can you we look at this? Okay. Um, what am I looking up? The Roman scholar Cel C E L Celsius. Oh, so I just missed that. So he was a scholar Celsius. Okay, cool. Alice Cornelius Celsius? Yeah, perfect. So, well, that just in my mind clicked with like, oh, he's a famous person, and Celsius probably came from him. But anyway, uh, he suggested holding the victims underwater or plunging them into hot oil if those didn't work. So basically, if you didn't drown or burn to death. That sounds weirdly like witch trials. You would be stifled between mattresses stifled. or bled out. So I guess maybe they thought if they just let enough blood with it and it run out. Bloodletting is one of the weirdest things. Like, bitches with consumption. They're like wasting away to nothing. And then you make them weaker. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Where was he getting these ideas? That's what I want to know. Boiling oil just freaks me out. I don't know. But this is my favorite part of this entire thing. Are you ready? I'm ready. There also was burning the wounds with a hot poker and a hair of the dog. You know the saying, the hair of the dog? Yes. It came from this. So, homeopathic theory was if you placed the hair of the infected dog on the wound or ingested it, that it would cure it. So rabies is where hair of the dog came from. Hair of the dog that bit you. I'm interested if that's where the werewolf trope came of like, if you get bit by a werewolf, you're supposed to kill the like werewolf that bit you or like the werewolf that started that bloodline and that cures you from lycanthropy. No shit. Mm -hmm. I bet we're going to have to look into this. Wow. Huh. Usually my brain goes there, and it did not. Uh, Another one that I love, uh, in 18th century America, they saw the use of mad stones. Do you know what mad stones are? Is it anything like a worry stone? No. Oh, okay. It is essentially calcified hairballs found in the stomachs of cows, goats, and deer. These had the powers to pull the madness out of the rabies bite. I have so many things to tell you. That's interesting. And Abe Lincoln transported oh, his AB. son to Indiana for treatment when he was bitten by a rabid dog using mad stones, and he survived. Maybe it was just a mean dog? That's what I'm saying. But at at one time, these mad stones were worth more than rubies and passed down as family heirlooms. Like, they really believed in these things. Another famous possible rabies case, love this, uh, was Edgar Allan Poe. Ooh. He's found lying in the street in Baltimore, Maryland, completely delirious. Everyone assumes it was his lifelong alcoholism, but he refused alcohol and couldn't drink water. Weird. He slipped in and out of a coma, hallucinations, and alternated between extreme aggressions and perfect lucidity. His physician and myself believe that it was rabies. 
because I'm important. You are. He did not have a bite wound, but sometimes that just doesn't happen like with any other virus. They're still not 100% sure. That's like the number one, but like... Well, I mean, if it was a bat, too. Like you said, tiny little mouse. Maybe they just... And he's like drunk all the time in dark alleys and bars. He could have gotten his ass bit. The first real treatment came from the famous French chemist, biologist, and microbiologist Liz talked about earlier, Louis Pasteur. 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 He is the vaccine fermentation pasteurization guy. Pasteurized literally is named from him. Didn't he also discover penicillin? Yes. A bunch of vaccines. He was yeah. like the vaccine man. He was the man. Um, we can thank him for many things other than the rabies vaccine. Especially if you like beer and cheese. Talk to me about the rabies vaccine. Um, yeah. In 1885, a young boy was infected and the doctor told his parents only Louis Pasteur could save him. They were correct. He gave the boy 13 doses over 11 days and the quote-unquote dead boy walking hmm. was cured. Within the next 10 years... Over 20,000 people were saved by his post-exposure vaccine. And this was in, like, 1885. Wow. So, that's huge. Um, The one thing we don't know about, though, is even though our rabies vaccination helps prevent infection from a bite, does it work for weaponized rabies? Ooh. So... We have all these vaccines. We have the flu vaccine. They have developed a COVID vaccine that they inject straight into you. But say World War Three happens and somebody drops a rabies bomb. Zombies. Fucking mad cow disease. I don't know. Like, all these vaccines we have, I'm just curious. Food for thought. That's what I want to leave everyone with because, like, I don't want to be the only one losing sleep over chemical warfare. Do these things even help? When all of these things are turned into, like, aerosol form. Aerosol. (laughs) I was just thinking about it being, like... I love aerosols, by the way. In, like, a hairspray can. I think that's really interesting. But most of the vaccines aren't... They're only preventative. I don't think I've ever had a rabies vaccine. Because you've never been bitten. Well, but that's a rabies treatment. That's not a vaccine. It's a post-exposure. Yes, after you've been exposed. That's what post means. So, the actual rabies vaccine would be for, like, the dogs and stuff. Yes, dogs. What was that guy on The Price is Right? Bob Barker. Bob Barker. You should spay and neuter your pets. You should rabies vaccinate your pets because I am a cat owner I love my cats more than anything in this entire world. They get rabies vaccination. A lot of people don't think they need to vaccinate their indoor cats. But it's like I just said, a bat can get in your house. Many things can happen. And domestic cats are the number one rabies carriers in America now. When they didn't really have rabies in cats. It's a dog thing. But people don't vaccinate their cats because they're indoor cats. You need to take your cat to the fucking vet and you need to have it rabies vaccinated. So, that's rabies and mad cow disease with Deep Fried Unknown.
And now it's known. And now you're known. Now you're deep fried known. Now you're deep fried known. Now you got a hell ton of information. Da da da. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. Did you enjoy it, Liz? I enjoyed it. Perfect. It's. I literally was blown away when I started researching it because I'm like, oh, rabies, and then I was like, oh shit. Yeah, I think these things that we've grown up with, like you always just hear about it, like tetanus and like things like that, you don't really think yeah. about it. Episode two. That's a wrap. We hope you enjoyed. We enjoyed you, even though we can't hear you. We're going to enjoy you when you give us some feedback. Yeah. And email us at deepfriedunknown at gmail.com, our Instagram page, our Facebook page, any way you need to access us, do it. If you have any information you'd like to talk about relating to the episode. Yeah. If you have any ideas for a future episode, or if you just want to be like, Hey guys, you're cool. I love my hour commute to work with you. That's also cool. We're here for it. We're here for everything. We are going to be the podcasters that make sure we interact with you. Yeah. That's the whole point, is to find people who like the weird stuff we do. That is very true. Yes. Because I've reached out and made left comments and done things on podcasts. And the only person that's ever responded is Liz. (laughs) And then she invited me on her podcast, and here we are. And here we are. The rest is history. Yes, but we are here for you. Our ears are open. Our ears. Hell ton of humility. Hell ton of humor. Yes, a hell ton of getting known. Yeah, but we love you. We appreciate you. You're great. You're fantastic. You can do anything you set your mind to. We're going to have lots of fun things for you in store. This yeah. is just episode two. I'm really We're going to get everything live. So when we push these three episodes out, you guys will have full access to everything. Instagram, email, Facebook. We're here for it. We're coming yeah. at you. We're ready. Let's do it. He's the talker, can't you tell? Dinner time. Yeah, so... uh, We love you guys, and we will catch you on the next one. Okay, bye.